Hey, welcome back to the Mind Your Liberty video channel. Thank you for joining us here for the second video. I had a video interview that I had recorded with a friend of mine, John O'Scott. Unfortunately, despite my best efforts, the video recording got messed up, but luckily I still have the audio. I still think it's a worthwhile listen. So I'm just going to put a placeholder video up and even the audio got a little bit messed up. I wasn't really talking over him. My, my audio got a little ahead of his in the recording. Still working through all the kinks here. I'm pretty new at this video stuff, so I'm learning. Um, maybe when I actually have this figured out, I'll do a video of my path on that and how you can learn with me. Uh, but for now, here's the audio of the interview. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second video of the Mind Your Liberty video podcast. Uh, today, I'm super excited. I've got a good longtime friend of mine, Jono Scott, to have a conversation with here today. And uh, I knew Jono as an assistant pastor at a church out in Denver, Colorado. And then on Facebook a little while ago, I saw he was running for city council. And so I thought, man, I got to have a conversation with this guy again. And I uh, thought it'd be a good one to do on the video channel. So without further ado, uh, here's Jono Scott. Jono. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for um, thanks for having me on, Andy, and I appreciate your uh, what you're doing here, and um, thoroughly enjoyed and appreciate being a part of it. Well, I I'm uh, pretty stoked about this. I I really appreciate you giving us some of your time. I know you're probably crazy busy getting down to crunch time. So so what what kind of things you've been doing uh, as you get down to the wire here? Uh, election uh, ballots are out right now in Colorado. We have all mail-in ballot, which uh, there's pros and cons to that, obviously. But um, that's where we are. So we ballots have been out for just over, um, just about two weeks, and we have 12 days left. So trying to get out the vote, <clears throat> the term for that is GoTV, G-O-T-V, and uh, different sources doing that have learned through all this that it's too big for one person to do. It's kind of a good uh, picture of how the body of Christ works at a church is n no one individual can do it. It has to be multiple people doing it. And so I've been blessed to have some solid volunteers around me. Um, and what a process this has been. <clears throat> um, never thought I would do something like this. But I've been overwhelmed the last couple of years with the reality that we need to, Christians and conservatives to just send you to do four main things. And someone told me I needed to add a fifth, and I kind of like it too, is we need to study up. We need to know what's going on around us, uh, specifically in our communities, our cities, our counties, uh, but also uh, state and federal level issues. But we need to study up, then we need to show up. We actually need to get involved. We need to stand up and we need to speak up. And then the fifth one someone told me I needed to add was sometimes we need to shut up. And uh, the reality is I've learned through this process, uh, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And so there are times where we need to answer not a fool according uh -huh. to his folly, but there are times we need to answer a right. fool according Very to nice his verse. folly. And so there's there's a, a balance there and, and uh, been able to... Um, I would say the privilege, but uh, definitely a hardship of uh, learning that uh, through some beneficial ways and some negative ways as well. Okay, cool. Well, I'd like to ask you 
about that. What what uh, what would you say is some some of the positive lessons you've learned through through this process? Yeah, um, I'll say just kind of given a little bit of background of what got me involved in this is <clears throat> obviously grew up in this community, uh, same one you grew up in. I think. Uh, Andy, you were mostly, you grew up mostly in Aurora City, uh, City Ward 3. And even though you may not know the boundaries of that, I believe that's where you spent most of your your childhood, young adulthood, and, um, and on. But uh, the city of Aurora split into six wards and running for one of the ward positions. And just kind of the, uh, well, I can get into that later, but um, really kind of started as a joke to my wife. Back in 2018, our mayor of Aurora died, which kind of sounds ironic as the start of a joke. That's not really what's the funny part. Uh, he had a, sh a real short bout of stage four oh, cancer, diagnosed late, and he died within about a month. And it threw everybody for a loop within the city leadership. And our city charter said that in, that has been a, a citizen, a resident of Aurora for a year without a felony, registered voter could apply to be mayor. So I was, I was at the time, I was for community soccer teams, parks and rec uh, with my kids and uh, to return soccer equipment on one side of the city hall and went over to the clerk's office and said, Hey, what do I need to do to apply to be mayor today? And we, you know, I, wow. I did the fill out the little paperwork went home and I, I told my wife, Hey, guess what I did today? And we got a, we got a big laugh out of it. And that, uh -huh. We thought that was the end. Well, it wasn't. Um, the, Mayor Pro Tem, a lady who used to go to our church and who was the current city councilor for Ward 3, she was interim mayor because the mayor died. And the that. city council selects the, the person to fill seat. Uh, to make the long story, I guess, longer, um, she, she texted me and said, hey, she's a Christian lady, conservative lady. And she said, hey, I saw your application. We need to talk. And um, I looked at my wife and we both were, whoa, that is, that's kind of funny. We, we laughed about it. We said, whoa. And so I got together with her and I talked to her and she said, Jono, you're a young Christian conservative Republican that uh, is interested. And she said, there's many of those. And she said, if you're interested, I'd love to get you on some boards, some commissions within the city. And um, so long story short, I uh, she, I was appointed one of, I was, um, appointed to a kind of a prestigious, uh, commission within the city called the, um, citizens advisory budget committee. And so in 2018, I was appointed by, uh, by the mayor, the new mayor for that. Um, after I'd been interviewed to fill his seat yeah. without going into all that, um, he, he appointed me to the budget committee and he said, um, I said, you, you know, you're just talking to me, an average citizen. I don't have background in finance and all that kind of stuff. And my personal finances, I, I, I'm a budget hawk. But uh, he said, well, if you want to learn the city, if you want to get involved, this is one of us to do it. So I, August of 2018, was placed on that committee, appointed. Uh, each city councilor and the mayor gets to appoint two people. So there's 22 people okay. on that committee. And then by the end of the year, uh, surprise. Surprisingly, I was voted as one of the three executive officers of that committee for the 2019 year, and I really enjoyed it, got involved. And so for the last three years, 2019, 20, and 21, 
I've been an executive officer, one of the three executive officers on that 22 member wow. uh, budget committee. So um, then last year, 2020, people kept asking me, hey, are you, you know, the next step, it's an open seat. Uh, your word representative is term limited. Have you thought about it? So I guess I should cut it off here, but basically said, I'll pray about it Good. from about 50% sure. And finally, I decided after prayer and discussion with my wife and my dad and others to, to go forward with so it. So you're still uh, you're still kind of assistant pastor pastor there at that church in Denver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so how much, I'm just curious, how much time have you been putting in on the, on the finance committee? It's a, it's, it's not as much as you would think. They have, the city has their own staff. They have full-time paid people. And all this is, is a, a advisory committee. So within the committee, we meet once a month for about three hours on a oh. Tuesday evening. And so then as an executive member, you have about an either hour or two. So uh, there's, I think there's this sense of, wow, that's too much of a commitment for me to be able to handle. But in reality, you can handle four or five hours a month uh, to be able to plug into your community. Sure, sure, absolutely. And you'd already been doing a lot of that with the coaching soccer and stuff. You'd already been giving back a lot to the community. So uh, this city council position now uh what what are you expecting to do like what's a what do you think a day in the life of a a fairly large city councilman looks like i mean and is it isn't an everyday thing like i know yeah yeah it's not a full-time position and that's the only uh so every city is different in the city of aurora it's about four hundred thousand people now and uh so it's not a small town and uh geographically we're poised to overtake denver as far as population economy within the next 20 years because we have room to expand especially north and east and uh it's already expanded south and east uh so you know it's it's a big city as growing pains but it the position is a part-time position um it's representative government which i believe uh, constitutionally, our founding fathers had had said we we're not we're not supposed to be our political leaders are not supposed right. to be career politicians. They're supposed to be representatives within the community. And the way it works, uh, it wasn't to serve a party; yeah. it was to serve the people. And and that's the way our founding fathers had it intended: is a community gathers around and said, "Hey, who can be the voice for our community on the city or county or state or federal level?" And uh, what it has turned into is this hyper-partisanship is who can best represent the party on on this on right. all these different levels. And so it's kind of been flipped on its head. And uh, obviously, I am a, a conservative. I'm a Republican. But as a leader, it meant to be representatives, yeah. not rulers. We're supposed to represent the people. So does that party. become a is that party divisiveness? Is that does that become a thing even down to the city councilman position? Oh, yeah. Um, what's going on in Aurora over the last year um, is absolutely insane. Uh, it's it's technically a non-affiliated, unaffiliated race. Okay, so what happens... That's the way our town is, too. On the ballot. The ballots are... 
yeah, the ballots are out. There's no party yeah. on the ballot, but it has become so hyper-partisan. Um, there has been this push from the very far left. Uh, they actually have a majority project. They want to get, there's the makeup of counselors and counselors. Um, there's four of them that are conservative and there were six of them that were varying levels left of center. Um, one of them fairly close to center left. Um, the other two were leftists. And then there's three that are far left socialists. And then I would argue that there's one in particular that would be borderline communist. Um, but how that works is, uh, well, the, uh, two weeks ago on a city council meeting, there was a climate change. The one that was probably the farthest left wanted to implement a climate change uh, committee in the city, which essentially would be um, over the elected officials. And any ordinance or anything that would be approved on a city level would have to through climate change committee panel uh, on top of mm -hmm. city council. So what they were doing, forming a organization, a department over top of the elected officials, kind of what they've done with health boards, to be honest. Wow. Um, but they've a, a over... Uh, only elected to approve whatever the elected people uh, were to do. And so, so obviously, uh, without going into all the details, it got voted down by, by wow. a tie. It didn't get approved. It got voted down by a tie. And uh, they're hoping after this election to be able to force that through again. Uh, that's that's not that's and that, and that was put <laughs> you know, to a popular vote that, or that was that put is, on the. Uh... No, within the within the, within the city council. Okay, so they want to they want a committee to supersede, over override yeah. any city council decision um, based on climate change and how it'll impact the environment. Well, when it did not get passed, that one one in particular uh, called out the those on the right and said the Republican Party quote is a sadistic death cult responsible for more. It's the worst organization in the history of mankind. Uh, responsible for more death than any other organization in the history of mankind. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're talking Nazi, Mao Zedong, yeah, right. you know, Joseph Stalin, yeah, the Republican Party. And so, what has what that has done is created this hyperpartisan, then defensiveness sure. and devices and. And that was all um, going on within the city council in a town of 400,000 yes. people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I look around, I'm sure you do. I know you do. You look around at the world and you see all these national problems or global problems going on. You see the people pouring over the border in Texas and California and Arizona, and you see um, child trafficking, all this, this stuff. And, uh, you know, you feel like, what can I do? How, how is uh, the step you're taking? I mean, obviously, I know you sought the Holy, you sought the Lord, and you you're being led by the Holy Spirit to take to take the step to run for city council, and I think that's the way to do it. But uh, was that kind of did that play into your motivation at all to run for city council to just build your community and be a light where you're at? Yeah. 
Yes, uh, obviously, whatever runs me, my my two whys in life is to bring glory to God and advancement of Jesus Christ. So I, that that's that's my that's my foundation. So how am I going to do that by loving like Christ, living like Christ, and leading like Christ? How did He lead? He led by being a servant. So I want to serve my community, and I want to love God and love the people of my community. So that's the foundation. But then I'm not naive to think city council, that's the bottom of the barrel as far as involvement. Well, I, I would say commissions and boards uh, would be the bottom of the barrel. And then just barely one step above that is city councils, uh, school boards, yeah, right, things right. like that. And so seeing what was going on around me and to saying, hey, I got to do something about it. And what I've told people over and over again is um, I grew up here. I've lived here over 30 years in this this community. I'm raising my family. I was raised here. I'm raising my family here. And I don't want my kids 30 years from now to look back and say, hey, dad, why didn't you do something mm-hmm. about it? And uh, I, I, I want to at least say, yeah, I tried. And um, I think that's where I am. And this is the way to try. And whether I win or lose, I'll say this, that this word has been called to my face the most progressive liberal area in the country. And you may say, what? No. Well, I'll just say what I'm stuck up against. My ward looks a little bit like Connecticut geographically, but um, there's 34,000 registered voters. Almost 15,000 of them are registered as Democrats. And so you think, oh, that means there's quite a few Republicans. No, then almost 14, uh, just over 14,000 of them are registered as unaffiliated, okay. which leaves just over 4,000 out of 34,000 registered Republicans. Wow. So um, what does help me is it's an unaffiliated race. I'm not trying to lie about who I am, but the whole idea of serving the people in a party, uh, that's that's kind of a, a, an important concept in, in this ward at this point. But all that to say... Um, I, if I, I am doing everything in my power, I mean, been surrounded by some great people, uh, but I have put in, I, I, my goal on election is to look back and say, I did everything Mm -hmm. I could. There's nothing I could have done different. And 12 days from the election day, I'll say, I'm on pace for that. I I did everything I could. I, 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 I worked for it. And then I'll say, God. If you give it to me, great. It means a platform for your glory and advancement. If I lose, I'll say, great. More time with my family and more time with my ministry at church. You know, it's a yeah. it's a win win. But if if people say congratulations for running, I said you condolences because you stick your head out there, you're going to get shot at. And I have been, and it's been an emotional roller coaster at times, wow. but. Having that solid rock of Christ is is uh, is, well, you're is standing so for truth. peaceful and and stabilizing. So you're gonna mm-hmm. get you're gonna get shot at. You're gonna get it, and I knew we yeah. would, but I uh, I didn't I didn't think things like my our church constitution being uh, posted on social media and me being called a homophobic bit and every other sure name. You probably book, expected some you know, of that though, right? Yeah, I did. I did. And you just, <laughs> I don't know. You just, 
it, it impacts you, but it doesn't yeah. demoralize you. You know, it kind of invigorates you and, and motivates well, you even more. So, uh, f- I mean, at least growing up in the years I was growing up, I think the attitude is somewhat shifting, but I think some of the reasons, uh, why we ended up getting here in this situation is because I think a lot of evangelical Christians decided to sit out of the political world and, you know, we just, we just pray for them, but we don't actually take part in, in, um, politics at all. And so what would you say to someone that might still hold that position that it's not the Christian's place to step into the political arena? Yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. I, I would say it's, it's easy to get overbalanced in either direction as far as politics go. It's easy for us to say, hey, politics is going to bring revival to our country. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's an overstatement. I'll say this also. The other extreme is politics are worthless. They have nothing to do with the spiritual mm-hmm. temperature of our country. I say that's an equally bad thing. So, so my out on it is this, and, and this has been such a piece for me when looking at the news and the federal politics and the state level politics and everything is first and foremost, we are, we are citizens of heaven. That's where our citizenship lies. You know, if you then risen with Christ, set your affection, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on those things. Mm-hmm. We are citizens of heaven, but, and that's where I think historically what you're referring to is everybody's focused on. Yes. That is our that is that is where we are. We're citizens of heaven. But we are to be ambassadors yeah. on earth. And salt and we're light. Ambassadors. So citizens of heaven, ambassadors of earth, salt yeah. and light, you know, and, and we are called to impact right. our society. You know, so many different ways you can do that politically, uh, across the board. Uh, different God has set up the church body and Christians to have different talents and opportunities and abilities. And whatever ability or talent, grace gift, spiritual gift, whatever you want to call it, that God has mm-hmm. given that individual, we are responsible to be faithful stewards of this. And, and in this situation, I think God has thrust me into an environment where he's given me this opportunity and I need to be faithful to it. And I'll, I'll say this, I feel like besides that initial step of applying to be mayor as a joke to my wife, the doors have swung wide open and I find myself like holding on to the door jam and saying, no, 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 no. And it's like, God is pushing me through and saying, no, this is for you. This is for you. This is for you. And uh, I think we have to be faithful to what God does us, uh, calls us to and and do it a hundred percent. Is it always easy? No, God never promised an easy path, but he did promise to be with us. us Be strong and courageous. And that's, that's what I'm taking. Yes. Yep. So that's, Amen. That's where I am. Well, I I gotta say congratulations. I know you said that shouldn't say that, but yeah, condolences too. But congratulations <laughs> for being willing to serve your community. I mean, for stepping up, and uh, I mean, more power to you. I uh, I'm excited for you. I actually I've been thinking about this and why I was so interested in in contacting you and getting this conversation is because I've had people telling me that I need to run for city council here in my my hometown and i i looked into it a little bit and i I prayed about it and i didn't really feel you know peace about pursuing it but i looked into it a little bit and you know found out right off the bat that the finances 
are set up to me it seems like the finances are set up for people the people that get elected to either be bought and paid for or they're independently wealthy already or they have they have some means where they can donate because it looks like it's going to be a pretty big time constraint um even as a part-time job and i guess i i think i asked you but how much time will will that are you projecting to be putting mm -hmm. into city council there in aurora and i know we gotta let you go yep well it's different for each but i'd say i'm expecting it to be about 20 okay. to 25 hours a week and, um i just finished a master's degree that was taking me about 20 to 25 hours a week so in my schedule it's not a addition to my schedule it's a replacement on my schedule um it's one of those things where I do not have a lot of free time, a lot of me time. I don't have, uh, I, I don't do gaming. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, my free time is with my family. And occasionally I go up and do a hunting trip for a couple of days, you know, but those type of things, uh, my, my, I don't, you just have to be incredibly efficient to time. And then what I've been doing these last several months you know it's been getting to bed late and getting up early and taking one day a week i don't do any political stuff on sunday you know taking one day away a, a week to rest and focus on god and then hit it hard the other six days of the week and and we're called you know redeeming the time because the days are evil we only have one chance at this life and only one light was a jelly that said only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done mm -hmm. for Christ will last. And, you know, a William Carey quote that has been heavy on my mind for about two years now. I, I don't have it in front of me, so I might get it wrong. But he said something like this. He said, I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of succeeding at things that wow. don't matter. Yeah. And William Carey, the father of modern missions, is thinking, man, what a quote. Just have to be incredibly focused with our time our talents our treasure and say hey god here's my life take it use it help me not to waste my life but help me to right. use my life and um i guess 20 25 hours the finance thing i'll say this i have been thoroughly amazed to see how god has provided me through this because that was my big hang up too is the, the finances of it if you know in in our city in our state and in our nation, uh, we have essentially a governor who bought his seat and Trump, you know, many would argue bought his seat. So you have a Republican and a Democrat and you have to be rich to get in politics is what the thing is. I'm not. I'm if if you the church takes care of me. But the thought is, even if, the, if it was just myself, I would be middle of the middle class. But with the family of six, technically, I'm in the mm -hmm. lower middle class. I'm not rich. You know, I, I have to budget. I have to be smart with my finances. I have to use biblical principles with my finances. But um, I will say this. I have been overwhelmed at the support and help that I've gotten financially from friends, loved ones, other Christians, and then people in the community, that neighbors, you know, and uh, City council elections are expensive. Any election is expensive. And I think we have no one to blame but ourselves as the citizens. Because if we actually did our research in voting, people wouldn't have to market themselves. 
But the reality is, in our marketing world, we have elections right. into Everything's a marketing be palace. Right and so whoever whoever markets themselves that, especially in a nonpartisan race, is mm-hmm. going to win the election. And it's sad, but what does it take money. to win that? It takes money. And, and it's not fun. It's not right. And so grassroots support, you know, people giving 10, 25, $40, you know, friends, neighbors, family, relatives across the board, across the country. You put your name out there. I do think people will support you and help you. I'll just say this in, in the financial side of this city council elections in Aurora this year has gotten out of control financially. I'll, I'll just say this. I have benefited from, I mean, I could go on and on and I on about this, but the, the dark money side of things, we have no contact, no control, no power, none of that kind of stuff. Um, and that's a frustration to me because there's an outside organization that put an attack ad, two of them out on my opponent. That's not who I am. But I've been getting all this kind of feedback saying, hey, you're a pastor. How are you attacking your opponent? You're throwing the mud. I have yeah, nothing I think I saw to do that. with it. I even know yeah. who to tell us stop. Yeah. Who, who, can I, who, who can I tell? I can't. Those, they, the leftists actually wrote the campaign finance rules. And I literally have no idea who's doing it. And I literally can't tell anybody okay. to stop it. So it, it, that's one frustration with me. But then on the on the personal side of the thing, my own campaign I'm running, it's been incredible to see how God has provided for that through friends and Amen. family and relatives. Amen. Well, yeah, you've got, you know, greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. And like you said, if you mm-hmm. if you don't win, great. You you did your part. If you do did win, mm-hmm. well, I'm excited to see what God's got in store for Aurora. And um either way, proud of you, Jono. I'm proud to call you my friend. Proud, proud of the stand you're taking and uh, this opportunity to love your neighbor through politics, because we see, we see all the, the ideologies that we know, you know, as not even as just as Christians, but as people that can read a history book, we see these ideologies that have caused so much pain, suffering, death, and destruction um, in the world in the 20th century, and and really throughout history godlessness, but especially in the 20th century, we see this taking root in our own country, our own communities, and uh, I'm proud of you for loving your neighbor enough to stand up and try and spread the truth and um, set people free from bondage through, through Jesus Christ and through just good policy. So, I'm excited for you. Thanks. I would say, get on as a look into boards, commissions, something like that. That would be a good start for you, Andy. Um, those who fail to, to your point, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And uh, we must learn. Conservatives are fired up. They're wanting to get behind people who actually are willing to run. And uh, we just need people willing Thanks, to Jono, run. Thanks, Jono. And I really appreciate your time. I'm going to I'm gonna let you go, or at least stop the recording here real quick. Thanks, Jono Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, can you send me a couple of them ballots? <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i wish just kidding I know, I all right well go uh, go vote for jono if you live in aurora and uh, or send your ballot in and uh what was that website one more time yeah for me yeah for my campaign uh jono jono okay. 
Great. Thanks, Jono. And I'm going to hit this button. All right, guys, that about wraps it up. Thanks for watching or listening as it turns out. I hope you learned something. I know I did. And uh, be sure and subscribe. Hit the bell notification so you know when I upload new content. Also, go check us out on Odyssey. That's a censorship-proof uh, platform. And also, again, I want to apologize. I didn't actually have a video feed for Jono today. Apologize to Jono if you're watching. And I'll do better in the future. And bear with me as I'm learning. I appreciate you guys. And in the meantime, we'll see you next time. And remember to mind your liberty.